0: Welcome to the Half-Hill Report, news and items of interest for and about the village of Half-Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half-Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half-Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half-Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn and it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, let's see here, Yuma Farbinder, who writes to us all the way from Thunder Bluff, and they write, Dear Tash Mafuni, long-time listener, first-time writer from Thunder Bluff. Well, thank you, Yuma. I'm an admirer of the Pandarans and their tolerance and acceptance of both the Horde and the Alliance, but personally, I've been a warrior for the Horde my whole life, and I'm struggling with how to be accepting of the Alliance now that the war between us appears to be over. I would really appreciate any advice you could give. Sincerely, Yuma. Well, Yuma, what a great letter. You know, the war between the Horde and the Alliance has been going on my whole life too, but longtime listeners like you will know that my position has always been for Azeroth. I think that despite our differences in race, beliefs, factions, and even practices, in the end, we all stand on the common ground of Azeroth and share a common fate if our beautiful planet isn't saved. So we should all try to be tolerant, accepting, and cooperative so that we can save Azeroth. You know, I remember my uncle Nigel Mafuni once saying, Tosh, there's only two things I hate in this world, Pendarans who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the quill Maya. My, uh, Uncle had a bad experience with Quillbore's. Anyway, thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. With the apparent end of the war between the Horde and the Alliance, leaders from both factions have announced that they are entering into negotiations with the Volpera and the Mechanomes for official entry into the factions. This is exciting news for many throughout Azeroth who have long called for the official acceptance of these two groups into the world community. And I know that there are several longtime friends of the show who are thrilled with this turn of events. I'm talking to you, Miro, Frasley, and Trissa. Oh, and hey, Trissa and Frasley, I hope you don't feel bad that there's going to be a race that are cuter than gnomes. In sports news, it was a disappointing homecoming for the windless Mighty Mushans of Half Hill Agricultural College, losing to the Gadgeteers of Nomuragon Tech in their poorest showing this season. Playing in front of a small and disheartened rain-soaked home crowd, the Mushans struggled on both offense and defense and were never able to find an answer to the Gadgeteers' clever and intricate puzzle box of a game plan. Throughout the game, head coach Mo Drift Branch did his best to rally the sagging Mushans with some interesting personnel moves, including putting Torrin freshman LG Wintail in at the outside swiftback position where she delivered the only scoring play of the game, a single critical late in the final period. We caught up with senior starting left inside strongback Jan Ironchin after the game. Well, what can I say? It's been a tough season, but we've got a couple more games left, so we hope we can turn this thing around and get a couple of wins before the season ends but hey how about that scoring play from LG late in the game you watch out for that torrent. she's really gonna show us something say can I say hi to my mom hi mom the Mooshans are on the road next week against the menacing metallurgist of Ironforge School of Mines march on Mooshans march on hey folks you can make sure that your fall entertaining season won't sag when you shop with the fine vendors at Half Hill Market you know, Hallows End is just around the corner, and you can entertain your guests with some delicious new food and drink recipes from the Iron Paw Culinary Institute. Half Hill Market, open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time now for the Rijak Report, a semi regular war report from our Goblin in the Field, brought to you by Keen Bean Kaffa. The last we heard from Rizek, he was still pursuing his latest Get Rich Quick scheme in the Arathi Highlands. Let's see what he's up to this week. Hey there, college. Rizek here from beautiful downtown Torrent Mill. Bah. You remember this is where I got stuck when Gavin's camp in Arathi disappeared. Since this is one of the bigger forgotten towns here, I thought I'd give it a try. So far, not been a very productive visit. Frankly, a waste of my precious time. I don't mean to be critical of anybody, but these guys are very set in their ways, close-minded about new ideas. I don't look too closely at them, but you can see that things kind of fall apart after you're dead, even if you're still alive, if you know what I mean. I've been pitching the notion that since the body parts of the forgotten are kind of fragile and in constant need of repair, replacing them with mechanical parts makes a lot of sense you can see that can't you college you're a sensible guy but these forgotten leaders they just can't see it one tried to explain to me that they like to keep as many of their original body parts as possible even though they may not be as functional as they used to be he said it reminds them of their former state what's so great about that i ask you sentiment don't get you any coin Course, these guys are all civilians so they may not be as sensitive to the need to optimize rather than just maintain. I'm still convinced that my best market is gonna be the military. They got more money anyway, so it's probably all for the best. I think I'll be heading back to Orgrimmar now that it looks like we got some new leadership in the Horde. They're all military veterans, and will understand that troops are just like any other piece of equipment. They gotta be the best they can be, and mechanical parts are gonna make any fighter better than new. Those mechanomes that the Alliance are trying to recruit got it right. I just gotta get in on the ground floor before somebody else starts marketing pods to all the races. It's gonna happen, College. You'll see. Somebody is gonna make a fortune out of this, and it's gonna be me, if I have anything to say about it. Well, at least Rizhak seems to know about the news in the world, even though he does look at it from a pretty one-dimensional perspective. The Rizhak Report is sponsored by Keen Bean Kaffa, a grummel owned and operated Kaffa Trading Company. Keen Bean Kaffa. Good beans, good Kaffa. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the great Nomaragon run will have taken place by the time you hear this. So we hope you took the opportunity to enjoy and support this event. And Azeroth's spookiest annual holiday, Hallows End, is just around the corner with two weeks full of tricks and treats for every taste, culminating with the Day of the Dead. It's time once again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Dranai food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, Velmic, last week you told us you were going to visit Feathermoon in Feralis. How was it? Hey there, Dush. Oh, Feralis, such a beautiful place. So green and lush. But boy, does it take long time to get there. The Mises and I decided to stop by Exedar for to say hello while in Kalimdor. And such a long flight to Feathermoon. But once we get through western part of Kalimdor and fly into Feralis, trip was definitely worth it. With lovely emerald green forest as far as you can see. Well, that sounds just lovely. Tell us about Feathermoon Stronghold. Well... This is very impressive Night Elf city and armed camp that has been there very long time and is led by General Chandris Feathermoon, who has been in the news a bit lately. Place has many beautiful Night Elf buildings, most impressive of which was the General's headquarters, which is built around enormous and beautiful tree. You know, Tash, every time I am visiting Night Elf places, I'm thinking that their buildings feel like Pandaren building. Really? That's interesting. How so? Well, it's just they feel very close to nature and connected to natural world around them. It's very peaceful feeling, except of course for large armed camp with many ballista. Oh! Oh my! Yes, night elves there still deal with problems with naga and ogres, so they are ready at all time for battle. There is even small unit of worgen warriors there who train outside of trade camp in north end of camp. And you know, it was interesting, there is large statue of human soldier in that camp, but no one seemed to know who the statue was for or why it was there. Wow, no one knew at all? No, statue is huge and obviously been there a long time. I wanted to ask around more, but eh, the missus got bored and tell me it was just mystery that I should just let go and explore rest of Feathermoon. Okay, well, so speaking of the rest of the town, how was the inn? Eh, Well, building was large stone and wood structure in middle of stronghold, and not what I would call a cozy place. Innkeeper Shyla keeps place tidy with few tables and small beds for visitors but there's no fireplace or comfortable place to rest. Many candles around give nice warm light, but honestly, with place being open all around and commanding view of rest of stronghold and shoreline, it felt more like large guard tower than inn. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Demesis thinks so too. She liked that it felt like strong, disciplined place with clear line of sight all around, but as soldiers she was thinking it was not safe from flying attacks and we were both surprised when only food available at inn was fruit and drinks Ooh, just fruit and liquids huh <laughs> i know what that would do to me <laughs> me too but fortunately at trade camp i mentioned earlier they had fish and other nice foods for traveler and soldiers so we both had nice meal of spinefin halibut and delicious dessert of cherry pie, which is favorite of Demesis. Well, I'm glad you found some good food. Anything else interesting about the place? Yes, and I leave most interesting part for last. In Feathermoon, there is an ancient named Caronas, and Demesis and I spoke with this great ancient who carried us across water to original Feathermoon stronghold, on Island of Sardor off coast. Well, wait, what do you mean by the original stronghold? Yes, we find out that place we visit is not original Feathermoon stronghold. That place was cut off from land in Cataclysm and is now partially ruined and overrun with Naga, with few night elf sentinels still battling to retake place. Whoa, what, and you went over there? Ugh, I know, right? It was Demesis' idea. When we get there, mostly we try to keep to ourselves and not get involved. But then I wander into a building that I thought might be in, and what do you think happened? Turns out Naga Commander was in there, and Demesis the had to save me. You know, sometimes job of food and lodging critic is more dangerous than people's are thinking. Well, <laughs> sounds like it. Well. We appreciate you taking the chance to see another inn anyway. And I'm sure glad Demesis was there to protect you. Boy, me too. We did get chance to look around building a little bit, and Demesis finds something odd there. Down at end of building, there was stuffed bear and some kind of strider bird. These didn't seem something like night elves would do, and I'm thinking Naga are not big fans of taxidermy. Hmm probably not. Well, sounds like just another one of the mysteries you found there. So, what's the final word on Feathermoon Stronghold? So, for Inn, we are giving only three crystals because it's not so cozy and food is limited. But for Feathermoon Stronghold being such a beautiful and interesting place, we give four crystals. So, overall, place is three and a half crystals. Well, there you have it, folks. Next time you're traveling in Western Calumdor, Sounds like Feathermoon Stronghold is worth a visit. So, where to next week, my friend? Well, we spend little time talking to innkeeper and telling her what we do every week. And she said we must visit Moonglade. So, next week, we are back to Kalimdor for to visit Moonglade. Well, we'll sure look forward to hearing about it. Till next week, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akka, See you next week as always we are coming to you live from the lazy turnip inn in the heart of half hill the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve you know folks for me half hill is the place to be simple farm living is the life for me land spreading out so far and wide you can keep storm wind just give me that countryside especially when that countryside is right here at the lazy turnip next time you're in pandaria why not drop by and order up a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the Valley by the fine Pendarins at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for another hilarious episode of Green Pastures. Find out what happens when a wealthy couple from Stormwind decide to give up the big city and take up farming in a small town in Pandaria. See you next week, folks, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at Dragon Powered dot